This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the latest Cleveland.com baseball talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and I'm joined by Paul Hoynes. Uh, we, Paul, we've uh, we've flipped the script a little bit uh, this time. Uh, you're back home in Cleveland, and I'm out on the road in uh, in Minnesota. So uh, it's it's good to talk to you from the road this time. Yeah, it's cool. How, how's it going? Uh, weather out here in Minnesota is beautiful, and the uh, the tribe picked up a win on Thursday night, and uh, everything's looking great. So uh, the the interesting thing, right off the bat, let's get into it, is uh, Bradley Zimmer is set to rejoin the Indians uh, this evening for tonight's game, uh, Friday, uh, in, at Target Field. Uh, Shane Bieber, who made his Major League debut last night, and we can get into that later, but uh, he's going to head back down to Columbus, and Zimmer's going to come up. And so that takes care of one outfield spot, but uh, it, it, it looks like there's, they're about to have a crowded house there uh, in, in the outfield. Uh, what are your thoughts on who's going to be staying and going with all these guys coming off the DL? Yeah, this is, uh, this is really going to be – this is a traffic jam because you've got Zimmer coming back tonight. You've got Geyer and, and Chisenhall – you know, you know, bouncing between AAA and, and AA on rehabs. And, uh, you know, the last time Tito talked about it, I thought he, he said we could bring Zimmer or Chisenhall back whenever we wanted, uh, you know, uh, in case of emergency. But Zimmer obviously is back now. And, uh, you know, I would think Chisenhall is not too far away. And then you've got Naquin, you know, coming as well. Uh, he hasn't, I don't think he started his rehab yet, but, uh, you know, he's really close. So, um, and, and to complicate matters, you know, you know, Greg Allen, I guess would, you know, would be the logical man out, but he's start he's played very well. You know, he's, he's starting to hit the ball. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's getting on base, he's stealing bases, you know, he's shown the ability to play center and right field. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, 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 you know, I just don't know <laughs> what they're going to do here. You know, when you have options, you're kind of the odd guy out, no matter what you pl- you know, how you're playing. But you, you also got to look at you know Geyer. You know, obviously he's still on the on the on the DL, still on rehab. But you know he's struggled. Uh, but they're paying him. You know, not not a a lot of money, but you know it's a significant amount of money. And uh, you've got uh, you know Rajah Davis sitting there too. So uh, you know there's going to have some decisions to make here. Yeah, I think the decisions are going to be pretty hard, uh, difficult ones. You might see one, if not more, of those veteran guys go. Uh, or, or you know, be released in some way. Uh, if, we're, if we're talking money, uh, you're paying uh, Geyer, oh, what, $2.75 million this year, and I, I think you're on the hook for $3 million next year with him. Uh, yeah. And this year, uh, I think Roger Davis is making about one point seven five, 
and Melky Cabrera about $1 million. Uh, so those are the veteran guys where the money's tied up there. Uh, but like you said, money isn't going to probably not going to dictate here. Uh, Greg Allen in the last um, seven days is what uh, has nine hits batting 333 uh, game winning home run, couple RBIs. Like you said, he's, he's getting on base. Terry Francona uh, before yesterday's game, before I believe Allen had a hit in yesterday's game before that was talking about Greg Allen and saying, this is a kid who came up and he wasn't hitting early when he came up this year, but then he sort of made an adjustment and figured it out. And that's the reverse of the way that it usually works out. Usually these kids come up and they hit like gangbusters for a week or two. And then the league gets the book on them and figures them out and the league adjusts. And then the kid, you know, slumps. Right. Allen did it the back, did it backwards. He, he slumped when he came up, made an adjustment and now he's sort of taken off and how much do you you know value that and, and don't want to hurt his progression? Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, you know Zimmer. You know, to me, Zimmer struggled offensively. We haven't seen the the best out of him yet. We haven't seen much power. You know, and as fast as he is, and as much as damage as he can do on the bases, he's got to get on base to uh, to do that. You know, you love his defense, you love his arm, but uh, you know, I I, I would think uh, you know he's going to get a close look here and. I would think that, you know, it's time for him to, uh, you know, start showing us what he can do here. Right, yeah, and, and Francona mentioned that he was going to have a conversation with Zimmer, uh, you know, today when he comes in, and he's, he's already talked to Chris Antonetti and the, the front office people about how to use him right now in the, in, in the immediate future and moving forward uh, in, in terms of, you know, like you said, he hasn't been producing that much. We might see him you know, in those fill-in roles uh, to start or just to get him get him going. And then before, you know, they they throw him into the fire necessarily. I, I think, uh, you know, Francona was setting us setting up, laying the groundwork there to, to sort of see a little bit less of Zimmer, you know, when he does come, come in. Yeah, that's, that'd be interesting, Joe. I mean, you know, think of him as a pinch runner, man. <laughs> or, or, you know, I mean, geez, oh man, a defensive replacement because, you know, I, I like the, you know, the kind of uh, rotation they have now with they get Milky out of there late with the lead, move Allen to right, you know, put Raja in center, or you could put, uh, you know, obviously you could put Zimmer in there. Maybe, maybe that's what he's talking about there. Yeah, and, you know, of the guys in the outfield mix, you know, uh, we're not talking about Michael Brantley because Michael Brantley is the guy who's uh, – he was the biggest question mark at the beginning of the year. Now he's like the most solid, locked in, and, and you know, definite out there in left field because he's been so consistent in hitting at the plate just coming off of a 19-game hitting streak. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, like uh, great May as so many of the Indians had. As you wrote, uh, you know, today and, and last night, uh, you know, <laughs> Lindor and, and Encarnacion and Ramirez and Brantley was, you know, right in there amongst them. I mean, I, you know, usually, you know, you could pick one of those guys and they'd be a candidate for the AL Player of the Month. And uh, I don't know who you'd pick out of that. Maybe Lindor, obviously, after the game he had last night and what he's done this month. But they've got four or five guys that could be candidates for the American League player. Right. Brantley, batting, Brantley batting in the, in the you know, top three or four in the league right now. And last night the, uh, the hitting streak comes to an end because he, he draws a walk in his last at bat. And, he, you know, he did 
you know, he did the right thing for the team at the end of the game instead of swinging and trying to try to extend his his streak. Yeah, that, you know that was that he was really. I mean, it was fun to watch those streaks. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, you know when you don't get he and he. The thing I liked about it, it was he was getting the hits early. You know, he was getting the hits in the first and second inning. You know, putting that behind him, the pressure was off. And last night he kind of took some uncharacteristically. Uh, you know, not Michael Brantley swings in the first few at bats, and you know, I guess that kind of snowballs. But you, hey, the good thing about baseball is you start a new one uh, tonight. Yeah, well, you like when he gets the, the gets the streak taken care of early because it goes into the game story right away. It's that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, you said uh, we had some questions that we took from uh, from Twitter for the uh, the podcast for today. Uh, what what do you got in there? Uh, what what do you see? Okay, here's one from uh, Patrick Kenny. From North Tawanda, Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. Uh, he's asking about Francisco Lind, uh, Francisco Mejia, excuse me. And uh, have have uh, AAA hitters figured him out, or have they found a, a hole in his swing? Uh, uh, you know, Mejia is struggling in uh, Class AAA Columbus. Uh, over his last ten games, uh, he's batting what two oh six, and uh, the 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 power numbers are not there. No home runs. Uh, Three total RBIs, uh, getting on base uh, a, a little bit, five, uh, five walks, but uh, the strikeout numbers are up. Eight, eight uh, strikeouts in the last ten games uh, for the for the season this year. Uh, Forty three games, hitting below two hundred. He's one eighty nine uh, for the season right now with forty strikeouts. And uh, I mean, is that an indication to you that? that he's sort of searching for something up there. Uh, I, I, we haven't heard any reports of him not being healthy or anything like that. I, I, that that's the only other thing I could think of. To Well, I guess he's playing a lot. But, you know, I think I've talked to some people, uh, a couple of people with the Indians. They said he's chasing, Joe. They said he's really going out of his own, uh, trying to do a little too much. Uh, you know they've they're also tr- uh, playing him in in left field. You know they're trying to trying to work him into the outfield mix as well. I you know I asked if if that had anything to do with it, and they didn't think so. Uh, you know they think uh, you know he's he's uh, you know he's done okay in, in in when he plays the outfield. They just think he's taking some bad swings. He's over anxious. And you know, and remember remember he had that lawsuit against him uh, where his agent um or former agent somebody was suing him for part of his salary and they were going to court on that i, I don't know if I'm, I'm sure that that has you know worked his way in between his ears maybe maybe mm-hmm. that's bothering him uh so you know you know we don't know what's going on but but just i think physically he's okay mentally i'm not sure but from the reports I'm getting, he's just he's just taking some bad swings and he's uncharacteristically chasing a lot of pitches. Well, the the good thing for the Indians, I guess, is I mean he's he's so young and there's plenty of time. And he's he's done it at every other level, so there's no reason to believe that he won't do it at the AAA level. Uh, this is his first like full season, I guess, at, at AAA. Uh, there's no reason to believe he won't figure it out. Um, and the nice thing for the Indians is Roberto Perez and Jan Gomes have things under control behind the plate in Cleveland. Uh, there's no reason to rush him along. If he needs this season to figure things out, then, you know, I guess that's, that's not a problem. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. And, 
you know, and, and like you said, I think the pressing concern, you know, we had such a good spring and they were so uncertain in the outfield that they were going to, you know, you, you got the impression that they might push him up here, you know, if he was hitting and they needed help in the outfield, but the outfield, you know, they've got, they've got guys all over the place now, you know, you know, Naquin hit 400 in, 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 in May before he got hurt. And, you know, even if he gets healthy, he might end up back in Columbus. So right. I think that concern is settled. Uh, the, the ne- there's a next question here from uh, Bob Rosen from Solon. Uh, he just, he's just looking for some updates on some DL guys. Uh, we got um, an update on Andrew Miller, who went to uh, New York la- at the end of last week, or at, at the end of this week, uh, to just basically just get a second opinion and, and confirm the diagnosis on his his right knee. Uh, the the doctor out there, Dr. Altchek, uh, that he met with, uh, read the MRI, uh, came back and said, yeah, this is, it, it is what you guys think it is. It's just the inflammation. It's nothing, uh, more serious than that. So, uh, Francona talked about, you know, getting it right this time and getting it completely figured out and him hundred percent healthy. And, uh, and we asked if that means, you know, last time he didn't go out on a rehab assignment before they activated him and, and, uh, both he and Miller said he thinks that a, a rehab assignment will be definitely in the the, the plan this time. Uh, Francona said something about uh, a possibility of like a brace or something. They're doing like a, this taping regimen where they tape his knee up before he does his workouts. And, you know, he, he wants to be able to throw off the mound. Miller wants to be able to throw off the mound this weekend. But uh, Francona's, you know, sort of pumping the brakes on that. Yeah. Um, he said if, if some, if the taping and, you know, if they're looking at the possibility of a brace to sort of, you know, give him that peace of mind when he plants that, that leg. Um, so, you know, that's where they are with that. They're going to, they're going to go slowly on that one. Don't expect to see Andrew Miller anytime soon, but you know, when you, when you do see him, it's going to be uh, after he's come back and, and, and gone through the progressions you know, very slow. Yeah. This time they are not rushing anything with him. Coming well, that's back. good. Uh, Cody Anderson, Salazar, Merritt are all on the 60 day. I think they moved, uh, they moved Goody onto the 60 day as well. Right. That was, that was procedural. There was nothing, there was no setback or anything like that with Goody. It was just, uh, they needed to move him to the 60 day in order to clear a 40 man roster spot for, I believe for Bieber. So um, we've, gone, we've gone over Geyer. Mm-hmm. Zimmer, Naquin, uh, Chisenhall. I think uh, you know Salazar. I guess was in town, right? He was. He's he's in Cleveland. Right. Class he's, he's probably heading back to uh, spring training. He actually uh, met with Chicken Dance and got a Doctor Chicken Dance and got a cortisone injection. So this is on oh. top of the PMP injection uh, from early May. He got an injection of cortisone uh, in the shoulder, uh, and that's going to, you know, flare up. And then, you know, he'll probably be back in a couple of days back to, to working on it. But, uh, yeah, you know, the the visit with Chicken Dance went well. And, and according to Francona, uh, you know, nothing new to report other than the, the injection and that he'll he'll head back to spring tra- or the spring uh, he'll head back to Arizona in order yeah. to continue his work. You know, Joe, it's 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 weird. Uh, you think about Salazar, you think about that arm, 
and you think about the problems they're having in the bullpen right now, and you just wonder, I mean, geez, oh man, if he, if he was healthy and, and you want, you know, he could really help them in a, in an inning or a two inning role. Um, but, you know, is this guy ever going to be healthy? Are we going to see him this year? I, I, I'm thinking we're probably not going to see him, if he at all, until after the All-Star break. All right. Yeah. And it, right where he is right now, it would take from now until at least the All-Star break for him yeah. to get built up in order to get back. I mean, even if everything started going right right now. Uh, Cody Anderson, uh, Francona talked about, uh, he uh, – Got shut down about two weeks ago, uh, I believe, and it, it wasn't. It didn't. It went unreported, but uh, he he's been shut down for about two weeks. Going to be shut down for maybe another week, and then start ramping him back up uh, in in his progress. So um, it, it wasn't necessarily a setback. He was just sort of like a, uh, like he had tried to do too much too fast, and they were just being precautious and, and shutting him down. Uh, three weeks seems like a long time to be. Uh, be shut yeah, down that's interesting but, uh, yeah that's interesting because um, i mean they were counting on him maybe in the second half helping them out so that's an interesting development right. uh next question is from uh jeff lewis in sydney australia down Whoa. under wow. uh uh could the indians trade jason kipnis for uh some bullpen arms you know the, the nearer they get clo- the closer they get to the deadline uh, well, uh, is there a team out there willing to take on uh, about $10 million worth of salary and, and give up a bullpen arm that's worth anything? Um, yeah, that's the, the big sort of the big thing hanging over Kipnis is, uh, is the contract, the money there. You're not going to, a team would take Kipnis the player right now without a doubt because, because of what he brings, you know, not just. You know whether or not he's struggling at the plate. I'm sure a, a, a you know moving to a new place would would sort of jumpstart him. But all the intangibles that he brings, any any coach, any manager would want that. Uh, it's just the money. I think is the big is the reason why they couldn't trade him in the off season. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Joe. I mean, maybe if this was next year, you know, he and he has he's he's in uh, the option. There's, I think, this uh, 2019 is the last year of the deal with yeah. the club option attached, and 2020 yeah. maybe they'd have a better chance. Maybe they have like a better chance said, because the, the Indians could have to would probably have to eat some of that salary. Yeah, too. but. Uh, but right now he's starting to swing the bat. You know he's starting to play better. I think uh, so. You you might be better off with him than without him. I I, I think. Um, another question is uh, from Bill Lucci. Lucy Lucci, uh, with Andrew Miller being on the DL twice this year, twice last year, do you think um, he was overused in the 2016 postseason? And that may have affect still affecting him and do you think he'll be a dominant closer again i i, I think he a can dominant setup guy or really yeah, well uh, either, either or i think he works yeah. in, in both capacities but i, I think he, he can get back to that form his there, there's no question about his arm right now his his throwing in his arm and in, you know there's no issues there this is all legs and lower body and everything and uh you know bill asks about the 2016 season uh, to me, it was the 2016 off season between 16 and 17 when he went and pitched for the uh, the World Baseball Classic. Uh, you talk about being overused. Uh, to me, the, the getting ready for the season, the pitcher's lower body is what needs to get in shape before anything else. 
Uh, and, and if he spent, you know, that time in the, before the world baseball classic, uh, you know, or during the world baseball classic when he should have been, you know, getting ready for the season and, and in spring training, I think that might be a, more of a, a cause of fatigue for him and leading to the, the two DL stints last year and, and even this year than anything else. We're talking about this, this knee injury that's been a problem for him, not just these last two years, but all the way back to 2008 when his first you know, trip to the DL uh, happened. Uh, and I think I, I wrote this is like the ninth time he's been on the DL in his career, and six of them have been related to his, his, his knees. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and we're talking about a guy that's, you know, 33. You know, he's, he's been yeah. – this is his uh, this is his tenth season in the big leagues. I mean, I, eventually, you know, if you throw as hard as he does, and from uh, you know his delivery, I think that that stuff catches up to you. So I I'm not necessarily I don't think necessarily the 2016 season, you know, is still bothering him. I, and I like you, I feel like this is um, you know if he can get his if his knee straightened out, if he can get his hamstrings his his legs under him. Uh, I think he can still be, a, you know, really an effective reliever. We've seen it in the sec- in the first in Ju- in in April. You know, he pitched what ten innings, eight eight to ten innings, and didn't give up a run. In yeah. May, he's gotten knocked around, and uh, I think that's all because of the hamstring and the knee. And obviously, I think he should have taken. They should have got. He should have gone on a rehab when he before he came off the DL the first time. And but the bullpen was struggling. I think. You know, you know how that works. I mean, they, they need you back. You know, they need you back when when they need you back. The the thing that's always struck me about Andrew Miller is, you know, he looks like a basketball player, not a ba- uh, not a baseball player. He's he doesn't his the lower body, the build in his lower body, is that of a you know yeah. basketball player. It's not he's he doesn't have the the stocky sort of you know the quads and the everything else that that you would expect to see on a pitcher who drives off the mound. I mean, he still throws, you know, 98 miles an hour. It's just he does it with the, the length and the sort of the, the long, you know, setup and the long frame. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that he's just physically, uh, you know, predisposed to, to this kind of an injury because because of way, the way his legs are. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think, you know, if they take their time with it, if he goes on a rehab – and, you know, they've got to, you know, they'll have to, uh, you know, kind of handle them carefully, you know. So, and, uh, you know, you just, uh, you know, pick the right spots for them, bring them back slowly, and, and I think he'll be fine. Okay. Uh, any other questions in the mailbag? Or we, uh, we That's about it, Joe. That's... Hey, I, I, you know, I wanted to uh, just touch on, uh, you know, your impressions or what you, what you thought of Shane Bieber and his, uh, his debut last night. I thought he was great. I thought the first four innings, you know, they he kept the ball down. He he worked fast. He threw a lot of strikes. Uh, I think it, you know, the second time, third time through the order, the Twins started to catch up to him. Uh, but uh, you know, f- for a big league debut, you know, that was that was a good one. That was a good one. I I thought I I, I you know I'm 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 sorry he didn't get the win because I thought he pitched well enough to get the win and. And uh, you know, it, it kind of got got away from the bullpen, obviously. But uh, you know, that's a, that's a great first step. Uh, another another guy in the pipeline for the tribe. You know, if if they, if they need a starter down the road here, and uh, I, I think 
you couldn't have pitched much better. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, you get deeper into the game. You don't give up the home runs. You could have gone seven, eight innings. But I, I, I like the way he pitched, and I think that was that was a promising start. Generally, you've got an eight-run lead in your major league debut, and you've gone five-plus innings. You're, you should get a win. But then again, the Indians' bullpen happened, and uh, Miguel Sano hit a, a three-run homer to to tie things up. Um, does does Shane Bieber's outing and you know the, the the efficiency that he worked with and and you know remind you of any pitcher you've seen or anybody come up? Uh, you know the one that everybody's throwing around is Kluber because of his his work ethic and his routine. But is there any other uh, you know in recent memory in recent Indians history? If I'm not mistaken, I think Kluber gave up six runs in his first inning. Maybe <laughs> I remember a start against Kansas City. I'm not sure if that was his first start, but that that might be. This was a while ago, but uh, you know, first starts are crazy, Joe. They you, you, they're so unpredictable. It's it's hard to base anything off him you know I saw you know I saw uh, Greg Swindell come up in his major league debut against Boston the Indians got beat like 25 to 8 25 to 7 <laughs> and you know he's still he hung around for a long time you know I, I've seen uh you know different guys come up and and uh like Billy Traber make you know out of nowhere starts against the Yankees and and look great and then you never hear from him again so you know I think this was a good middle of the road start um you know, and uh, you know, and I think you know, if if you if you put that, if you hook those together with the way Adam Plutko started, you know, against the Cubs, um, and you know, in and and against Toronto in, in his in those two starts, you know, I, I I think those are that's two that's two pieces that you can uh, that you can you've got in your back pocket if you're the Indians, and you can uh, you know fit them into the chain and put them in the pipeline, and those guys are going to help you win. Uh, do Plutko and um, Bieber right now represent more value to the Indians as guys that they see in the big league rotation in the very near future or as, you know, trade chips for, you know, uh, a, a move that could push this team over the top as it goes down the stretch, uh, you know, sometime in July? Well, that's a good po- that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. You know, this team doesn't trade starting pitching. You know, especially young starting pitching. You know, they've done such a great job developing this rotation, and you know, the rotation's together for like two, two or three more years. But I'd be, I'd be stunned if they traded either one of these guys. I think they've, they've, uh, they've got to keep this together. They've got to keep their pitching together. Uh, starting pitching is the most expensive thing it, that you can that you can go and look up, look for on on a free agent market or the trade market. So I'd, I'd be really surprised if they traded either one of these guys. Okay. Uh, well, the, uh, the road trip continues uh, throughout the end of this weekend. And uh, we've, you know, we're, we're looking at the Indians sort of increasing that, uh, that cushion there in the, the AL Central. Uh, a whole bunch of games coming up against AL Central opponents. Uh, is this the time that the Indians sort of make their mark and make their move and, and, you know, sort of take control of the AL Central? Yeah, I think so, Joe. I mean, this is, this is, this is when you want to, you know, you know, this is what they should have done in April for me, but uh, now they're getting a chance to go head to head with, with the teams in their division. I think, you know, starting with Chicago, they, they're playing 23 out of 25 games in the division. Uh, 
you know, what have, what have they got, a four-and-a-half, five-game lead already? Or is it, yeah. what are, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, this is the time to, to you know, to do it. I mean, it, it's a long season. I, I mean, you don't win a division in, in, in May, but you can certainly help yourself or in, eight, or in June. And uh, I just – Leads at four and a half games entering game uh, play on Friday night over Detroit, six and a half on Minnesota. Yeah, and you know the bullpen is is still going to rear its ugly head. It's, I think that that is still the question mark with this club. Uh, you know, I mean, you can you cannot ask Cody Cody Allen to go one and a third or get four and five out saves every time you've got a lead. I mean, uh, I don't know unless he's he's. Goose Gossage reincarnated. You you bring back the three inning save like it's old school all the time. Doug Jones and and Goose Gossage, I, you know they've got to get some help. They've got, or the they, somebody you know I thought McAllister was was kind of moving to the forefront the last two or three times he he pitched and and last night he you know it happened to him again. He you know he gives up the long ball at the worst possible time, um, you know so you know they. I don't know. They, they've got to find some pieces. You know, uh, uh, what's-his-face? Um, I thought Marshall pitched a little better last night. Right. So maybe that's encouraging. But, you know, they, they, they've, got to, they've got to go out and get a, a solid guy somewhere. All right. Well, uh, we'll look forward to uh, following the, the rest of this weekend and in next week as the, the Indians come home for a two-game set against the Brewers and then uh, back out on the road. Uh, against the AL Central. Uh, Paul, good to talk to you, and we'll uh, we'll check in again uh, for another podcast next week. All right, Joe. Hang in there, buddy. You're doing a good job.